Good morning. About four years ago, Keisha talked with me about doing some talks in chapel that had to do with why people who have faith, why they believe. And so we got some people in our department, in the Bible department, to answer this question in a series of talks. And she's asked us to do this again. And so we're going to have two Bible majors, and then um, I will do a third talk later on in the semester. And we simply want to try to take a stab at this question, why do we believe? Why do we believe that there is a God? Why do we believe the Christian narrative, the Christian story? And I want to be honest with you. This is a hard question to answer. I am the dean of the College of Biblical Studies, and it's a hard question to answer. And as these students have wrestled with this question, they've learned that it's a hard question to answer. Even people who have believed their whole lives don't often really drill down deep and ask, why is it that I believe? Now, the truth is, who, those who do believe, it's never one reason. It's always a constellation of reasons, and some of them are experiential. Some of them might be more rational. We're not intending to cover it all. We've asked each of our speakers to just focus on one thing, and we do not pretend to have all the answers. I stand before you today as someone who struggles with faith sometimes, and I have to dig down again and ask, why is it that I still believe these things? Some of you have had challenges in your life that have made faith really hard for you or perhaps have, has made faith impossible for you at this point. Our hope in these talks is that you can hear something of our hearts. Our hope is that for those of you who have faith, that your faith will be strengthened. For those of you who are struggling faith, with faith, that God would use these talks to spur you on a little bit and for those of you who would say you're a person who doesn't have faith, we don't think that these talks are going to answer all your questions. But we do hope that somehow there's a, a crack in the door for you to think a little bit more carefully about faith and perhaps be able to approach God. Our speaker today is Carson Holt. He is a junior biblical text major. And um, I've already interacted with his talk for today. And I can tell you, I think you're going to be blessed May God bless this time for all of us. Carson, come and share with us. Uh, good morning, everybody. <clears throat> I hope that uh, my words this morning um, will be a gift. I pray that God will speak through, through my words. So, why do you believe in God? Um, when we're asked this question, we often find it very difficult to answer. It requires some slow thinking uh, for us to form a solid answer, but we eventually arrive at a response. Um, our answers, however, will vary from person to person. Also, the answers that one person might give can vary from season to season. And at this moment in my life, um, I am on a particular road. I am in a particular season of my spiritual journey. I'm walking down a new stretch of road, and I've found that this road that I'm on is shaping my answer to the question on the table, why do I believe in God? So before I describe to you all the road that I was, that I'm currently on, it's important to know the road I was previously traveling on. So there's, there's one word that defines this road, self-effort. 
I feel many people, and I am one of them, desire to be in a transformative relationship with God because we, we know that this relationship will enable us to be the humans that God created us to be. We desire to be people free from selfishness and fearful behaviors. My desire for this, though, was energized by a very destructive force, self-effort. Um, I sought a relationship with God uh, through great mental effort. By reading and studying the Bible enough, I believed I would bring myself nearer to God. Basically, I thought having enough knowledge, having enough understanding of the Bible would draw me closer to God. And while that's true, while it's true that knowledge of God draws us nearer to him, I was straining towards God by my own efforts, always placing pressure on myself to bring about the transformation that I was desiring. Truthfully, I was overly hungry for knowledge. Henry Nouwen, a spiritual writer of the 20th century, would say my hunger was a uh, compulsion. We tend to be compulsive people, people who have irresistible urges. We have strong desires for the things which we believe will give us a positive perception of ourselves and a positive perception in the eyes of other people. As Nouwen says, if being busy is a good thing, then I must be busy. If having money is a real sign of freedom, then I must claim my money. If knowing many people proves my importance, I'll have to make as many contacts as possible. And so I ask you, what's your compulsion? Uh, what do you pursue hoping you, you will affirm yourself and be affirmed by others? And strangely enough, my compulsion was something related to my own faith. By tirelessly chasing after knowledge of the Bible, I had sunk the roots of my identity into how much I can know about the Bible. My identity was not rooted in God himself. So what then was the result of having misplaced my identity and my compulsion to know more about the Bible? So while my identity had been misplaced for most of my faith walk, I eventually exhausted myself because of my constant striving And as a result of my exhaustion, I became incredibly anxious about my spiritual formation. I began doubting and questioning myself. I asked questions like these. Am I doing enough? Do I know enough enough about God or the Bible? And eventually these questions weakened my faith. These questions filled me with a crippling anxiety that dampened my life. And finally, I reached the point where faith in God did not sound very appealing. And so trapped in the storm of anxiety, I forgot one of the most important, one of the most foundational truths of the Christian faith. The goodness and graciousness of the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So through conversations with friends, um, spiritual mentors, and books on spiritual formation, I was introduced to a new stretch of road that I had not really seen before. It was the road of grace, God's transformative grace. And so in contrast to the road of grace is the road of self-effort, which I was on. And here I placed my transformation in my own hands. On the road of grace, God invites us to place the transformation that we desire in his hands. It's God's gracious desire to make us like his son, Jesus. And this is the transformation that we honestly long for. 
And this transformation is a gracious gift from God that we are meant to receive. Now, we can't work for a gift. As I said, gifts are to be received. And if transformation is a gift from God, does that mean we just, you know, like wait around uh, for God to make us like Jesus? And the answer is no. There, there is something for us to do. And what I'm about to say has been the most critical part of my spiritual journey recently. The ways that we connect to God, whether it be scripture reading, prayer, meditation, worship, acts of service, you know, the list, the list goes on. All of these are incredibly important for becoming like Jesus, for this ongoing process of becoming like Jesus. But it, it is so easy to twist these these practices and the methods for trying to transform ourselves by our own efforts. The ways that we connect to God, rather, are the ways that we, that we receive God's gift of becoming like Jesus. Uh, they place us before God so he can transform us. In other words, the ways that we connect to God, they prepare us to receive God's gift of transformation. So having said all of this, the question I asked at the beginning still hangs before us. You know, why, why do I believe in God? And just to let you all know, my answer for this talk is not going to be a logical, rational answer. My main answer to this question at this point in my life is rooted in personal spiritual experiences. So I've been walking on this road of grace, this new stretch of road, for about two months now. And it's my presence on this road has been shaping the answer to my to my question to this question. I believe in God because I've experienced a God of grace who says, "Let me enable you to become like Jesus. Your ongoing transformation of becoming like Jesus is in my hands." And I have experienced this transformation that God promises firsthand. I have experienced freedom from the self-doubt and anxiety that comes with self-effort because now I realize more fully that it is God who is doing the work. I have ways of placing myself before God, things like prayer, scripture reading, worship, meditation. But these are the ways just the ways that I show up before God. Is God doing the transforming work by his grace? So two months ago, when I was on the road of self-effort, my faith was in pieces. Belief in God did not sound appealing to me. But now I have experienced this God of grace, and my faith that was in pieces has been put back together by God. And so now my conviction that there is a loving God exists, that, or that there is a loving God that exists is deeper now than ever. And so it is my prayer for y'all this week that y'all will show up to God through the ways that you connect to him. And may y'all know that your transformation is in his hands. Y'all are dismissed. Thank y'all.